0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. As always, I'm Ishan Akbar here to offer another miniature moment of inspiration. On this episode, we'll be soundtracking your day with inspiring advice from the multi-award-winning film composer David Arnold.
1: Without meeting him and realising at that time that we both kind of wanted something similar, none of this other stuff would have happened.
0: In a career that has been going for nearly four decades, David Arnold has always impressed with his boldness. He symphonically jetted across the universe, patriotically liberated Earth from an alien invasion and reinvigorated 007's orchestral action with state-of-the-art beats. And in this episode, we're discussing what to do with a blank piece of paper and how you make your mark.
1: As Anyone can get a brush and stick it in some paint and just slash at the canvas or flick it or put their hand in it and you'll have something.
0: So with Time of the Essence, let's hit record and listen in on my conversation with the great David Arnold. So David, what is the lesson you want to tell our listeners today?
1: The lesson that I'd like to exchange with everyone is when you are faced with a blank piece of paper and you don't know what to put on it, just make a mark. I had a piece of advice when I was 16 and I was at 6th form, Luton 6th form college uh, and I was in my art class and I was staring at a blank canvas and my art teacher at the time, his name was Alan Hall, asked me what the problem was and I said, I don't really know how to start, you know, this thing it seems to be incredibly intimidating. Uh, when you are faced with a blank canvas or, you know, if you're a chef, it's an empty plate or if you're a writer, it's, you know, a blank piece of A4. Um, And uh, he just said to me, paint the whole thing blue. I said, well, I don't know if I want it to be blue. He goes, well, you'll have started. Paint it blue and see what you think and then paint it white again because then you'll have started. You just start interacting with the problem and you give yourself something to think about. So the best thing to do is to do something, no matter what that is, no matter how profound or idiotic or childish or stupid or mature you'll have done something and at that point you have perspective
0: right now this is awesome especially as a comedian uh, where i often have to write new material the idea of writer's block or the idea of just being too scared if you're starting a business and you want to move into a new market this scary how do you how have you managed to get to that point where do you need confidence to make a mark or do you just go straight in
1: well, I mean, what's so wonderful about that is that anyone can do it. You know, if you have... I mean, if, we, if we're talking about the painting scenario and you are in front of a blank canvas, anyone can get a brush and stick it in some paint and just slash at the canvas or flick it or put their hand in it. And you'll have something, something that gives you perspective as to what you do next. And what you do next might be, well, now I definitely know I don't want it to be a handprint or now I definitely know I don't want it to be a black mark. I want it to be a red mark. Um, and, and then the... the I suppose... The skills that you have uh, and the craft of what you're doing will take over. But the initial burst of of inspiration has to come from somewhere almost subconscious, I think. And maybe the best thing to do when making that mark is not to think about it.
0: Someone who's listening to this who might not be as creative as, say, you or I are. I mean, I'm by no means suggesting I'm nearly as creative as you are. (laughs) But they might be thinking, well, I've got money to lose. I can't just fling something and hope it sticks. What would you say to them?
1: I suppose once that decision has been made, you you are then left with, okay, this is what I've this is what I've done, this is what I've set up for myself, this is a choice that I've made for myself. Do I actually still really want to do that? And then you've got a point of perspective, a start and an end point where you can say, Maybe that wasn't the right thing to do and maybe it's but but it's only when you commit to something mm. that you know whether it's the right or the wrong thing. And then after that it's instinct.
0: Do you feel like this idea of making a mark on a blank bit of canvas has been something that you've done repeatedly throughout your careers, or
1: yes, I mean to a certain extent, well, you know with a bit of experience, you're slightly better positioned uh but but in those early days uh I think You know the 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 idea of having to make the decision about making the mark is once you've been offered the job, because you know I'm not going to think about what am I going to do for a film unless there's a film there. So you know there's a big ramp up to that moment, but once you're at that point, getting there is a completely different thing. Uh, But once you're at that point, you can then you're in the mark making business, I suppose. Um, But I I do some talks sometimes, um, and I got asked to I got an honorary doctorate from a London university, and I got asked to do a speech to the Uh, graduates and um, I wasn't sure what I was going to say and I I sort of came up with the idea about your big break because everyone thinks that if you do something which is wildly popular that somehow you're lucky that you've had a big break you know like what's your big break how did that happen how did you get into it and I realized that actually my big break was meeting my friend Danny Cannon when he was 16 and I was 19 because I ended up eight years later doing a feature film with him because he had worked his way up as a director and got a feature film and brought me along with him and convinced the producers to let me do it. So without that, without meeting him and realising at that time that we both kind of wanted something similar, none of this other stuff would have happened. So I'm always very keen on people being aware of what's around them and who's around them because the person you're sitting next to or opposite or who's making your tea for you might be the next person who's going to employ you when i was doing um die another day uh paul epworth was our studio assistant who was you know making the tea and setting up the microphones and all that and then a few years later he wins an oscar for writing skyfall with adele um you know talk about going full circle but i mean these are extraordinary things and um so you never know, you know, you never know who you're going to be in a room with or next to or on a bus next to.
0: How do I win a Grammy? <laughs>
1: um yeah, I've been asked that a few times. I'll tell you what you've got a better chance of winning a Grammy if you write the sleeve notes for a polka album. Because there is a Grammy for that, I think. <laughs> that- <laughs> and there's very little competition. <laughs> I mean if you're making a record then you're out there against 350 other records Interesting. It is, you know but I don't think there's that many polka albums so there there are there are I think there's something like 86 grammys uh categories uh and the showy ones the ones that are the big show at night yeah. are the glitzy ones but in the afternoon they do the other you know the other 70 Uh, which is, you know, best poker album, best sleeve notes for a poker album, best recorded poker album.
0: Is there a particular part of the process when you're composing a score or something that is the one you most look forward to?
1: The part that I always look forward to is finishing because I find the process really difficult and (laughs) strenuous. Uh, And, you know, you're forever, no matter how many times you've done it, I keep saying about it's a bit like climbing Everest. You know, you might have climbed Everest on 17 different faces and got to the top. But if you're doing it for the 18th time, it's going to be different. You know, you've still got to get to the top of Everest. But in my mind, I'm constantly putting the flag in the top. And I don't think about the fact that I've got to get to base camp and then I've got to the second bit and the third bit and, you know, crawl across a crevice and maybe, you know, lose a foot or something. So, uh, you know, I just think about getting to the top and, and hold my breath
0: and close my
1: eyes and hope for the best. I mean, you do a bit of work in between.
0: Yeah, it's a timely analogy because you might have heard that the summit of Everest is now a bit higher.
1: Yeah, which is going to be a disappointment for people who've already done it because <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: they're effectively substandard Everest <laughs> Yeah, suboptimal Everest climbing. Yeah, <laughs> I climbed Everest oh what, when it was like 18 inches shorter. <laughs> oh,
0: we can all do Big that, mate. Big deal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you could have jumped on the top of it now.
0: <laughs> so, David, with the festive season upon us, tell me, what is your favourite festive film soundtrack?
1: There's a lot of argument as to what constitutes a festive film, like people saying die hard,
0: not die hard,
1: not die hard um well, I tell you what, the film that i constantly watch at Christmas is is still elf, yes, and I great know choice. you know it's 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 one of those ones, and I remember that yeah one of those things that you just never forget and and uh, yeah john debney wrote the score and it's uh it's it's lovely so that mate well home alone is quite a good one does that count as a christmas one the home alone yes, two was a christmas wasn't it that was christmas yeah but i, I keep christmas, thinking that the, the music for the first one always feels quite christmasy because it's quite tinkly
0: well david look thank you so much for giving us your time you've really inspired me that when i'm faced with a blank piece of paper i'm going to start by making a mark
1: well you're very kind for asking thank you very much and a happy christmas to everyone
0: my thanks to david for sharing his words of wisdom now with the festive period fast approaching the 929 team deserve a break ourselves so we'll be taking the next two weeks off and we'll be back in the new year with a brand new episode remember 929 is a fiver podcast and if you begin suffering from podcast withdrawals you can always go back and listen to any of our previous award-winning episodes I've been Ishan Akbar and thanks for listening.